what truly matters? It's quite a question. Uh, it's quite a big question. Is that a question that you've ever asked? Is it a question that you've ever asked of others? Is that a question that you've ever asked of yourself? Maybe it's not really something that you've ever really considered before or given much time to or even kind of been aware of. Or maybe that's actually a question that you're thinking about right now. As a church, we've been working through our, our series on Galatians. We've been working through the book of Galatians, but we felt as an eldership team, uh, just at, at this time, we're going to put that to one side for a moment. We're just going to kind of hit pause on that series, looking to pick it up at a later date. But we've just been seeking God over these last couple of weeks and thinking, actually, is there is there something else for us to be uh, teaching through? Is there something else for us to be taking you through at this time? And just as we've been pondering on that, as we've been thinking that through, uh, I was on Twitter the other day and someone was asking Actually, what are, what are the questions that people are going to be asking at the moment with everything that's been going on around the coronavirus crisis and uh, the need to be social distancing and, and isolating and being in our homes as much as possible? Life has changed very much and in many different ways. Uh, and so this um, person on Twitter was asking, actually, what are the questions that people might be, be asking and that they'll be looking for answers for. And one of the questions that really grabbed my attention was, was around this idea of, well, the question was, uh, what is it that truly matters in life? And it's a really important question. And it's an important question, not just in terms of crisis. And yes, I think it is a question that people ask in times of crisis. But actually, it's a really important question for us to consider in all, in all seasons. The reason I say this is because what we tr what we believe truly matters in life informs how we live. It shapes how we live. It informs what we give ourselves to. It informs what we invest in. It informs what we hold dear and what we hold important. And it's a question that we're going to be looking to address. It's a question that we're going to be looking to tackle over the next eight weeks uh, in our new teaching series, which we've titled it's the question of what truly matters now as christians as followers of jesus we hold fast to the bible uh, as a church we recently did a series about our values and one of them was how we were bible based uh, in terms of how we how we view and, and hold the scriptures and their importance uh, to who we are and, and how they inform uh, our theology and how they inform the practicalities of of church life and in the, in the scriptures in the bible as we read through what we see is that the bible reveals to us what truly matters to god we can see these, these themes and these topics that come through we can see actually this really matters to god and so what we're going to be doing in terms of tackling this question of what truly matters is looking at it from a perspective of okay so what truly matters to god and in doing so we're looking to align ourselves with what matters to god and through this season, we're looking to build uh, good foundations, but while also considering how each one of these things that we're going to be looking at, each one of these topics, each one of these things that is important to God or what matters to God, we want us to consider how each one of these can be expressed in our lives, especially in the days in which we are in. Now, as we were kind of thinking about what it is uh, that, that matters to God and, and what areas we should be touching on. I came across an article, uh, it's actually through the, the um, Bible in One Year app, 
And it was looking at what is it that truly matters to God. And so we had taken that sort of as our framework. We've got eight weeks where we're going to be looking at, at with a different focus each week. And just using that as the framework for that. And just want to say at the outset, we recognise that this is not an exhaustive list. There are plenty of other things we could touch on. I'm sure there are plenty of other things that matter to God. Um, but these are eight things that we think uh, that, that will help us. Again, not as an exhaustive list but as a, just as a good starting point, just as a helpful starting point for us in that. So what truly matters? Our starting point at the start of this series, week one, we're going to say that what truly matters is trust. And to help us to unpack this a little more, we're going to be turning to the book of Proverbs. Uh, and we're going to be reading just a couple of verses from Proverbs chapter 3, which says this. So Proverbs chapter 3, starting at verse 5. What truly matters? This is what Proverbs say. Proverbs tell us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now, the book of Proverbs, the, the book itself tells us why it is written. It tells us what the purpose of the book is. And, and the purpose of, of Proverbs uh, is that it was written to instill wisdom into God's people that works itself out in, in our relationship with God in the practical details of everyday situations and relationships. So it's about informing us what it is to live uh, in, in, in a wise way. It teaches us what it is to truly be walking in relationship with God and how that works itself out in the everyday situations in which we find ourselves in the everyday relationships that we have. And so the reason I'm saying that is because it's important that we recognize uh, it's important that we recognize that because trusting God is not just relevant uh, or it's not just required in trials or in seasons where we perhaps we're struggling or questioning uh, and just feeling like things have been a little bit shaken, where we might be thinking, actually, what, what can I trust or who can I trust or where shall I put my trust? Yeah, that is a relevant question for those times. And it's something that we definitely need to consider. Um, but actually, it's uh, we recognize that trusting God is, is it's, a, it's an ongoing way of living. It's something that we need to hold on to and something that we need to be pressing into through through all seasons as we're looking to live our lives in a way that is that is wise, as we're looking to build our lives upon good foundations, as we're living, looking to live uh, in, in a way that, that, that is going to be of, of benefit and, and, and is a healthy way of living in terms of particularly in terms of our relationship with God. But again, how that works out in, in everyday situations and how it works out in our relationships with others and this morning okay so we're basing our first answer or, or kind of looking to tackling this question on, on these two verses in proverbs there are a lot of places in scripture we could have gone to there's again there's it the scriptures really reveal that trust really matters to god but we've chosen to come to proverbs here this morning and and, and in two verses there's not many words it's not many words but it's powerful words and I heard someone say it, uh, put it like this. Um, th they said that these verses are really something to build your life upon. These are verses to really invest in and to really spend time thinking about and to really work out. It's something to build your life upon. 
And these verses, they tell us that the result of ongoing trust in God, uh, as, as ongoing, uh, ongoing trust in God is, is worked out, it, and, and the result of that is that we will then we'll walk in a manner that is pleasing to him. That's the result of, of walking in trust, in that day-to-day -day trust of him. We will walk in a way and in a manner that is pleasing to him, that is in line with his will for our lives, that is in line with uh, living the, really the life that he's called us to. You see, at the end of verse 6, it says this. It says that he will make your paths straight. Trust in God. He will make your paths straight. There's a promise there. It's something that he will do for you. It's something that he will do for us. But in order to get to that point of, of, of God uh, making our paths straight, we have to look at what comes before. What is the part that we have to play? What is it actually that we're being called to do? What does the life that we're called to live actually look like? And the starting point is this, is that we are to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, oftentimes, many times when, when the scriptures talk about the heart, it's not just talking about our emotions. Yes, our emotions would be a part of that. We trust in God with our emotions. But beyond that, when, when the scriptures talk about our heart, often it's talking about the very centre of our beings. It's kind of the very deepest part of us. So saying to trust God with all of our heart is saying actually trust him with everything you've got right at the very deepest part of who you are. You see, truly trusting in God goes beyond uh, an intellectual agreement. It's not just about something in our intellect agreeing and saying, OK, yeah, I'm going to trust in God. It goes beyond that. It goes deeper than that. Trusting in God with all our heart is about uh, it, it's, it's about having a deep reliance on God and being confident in his care for us. Now, that's not to say that we don't think for ourselves. It's not to say that we don't plan. It's not to say that we don't get informed and we don't, uh, it's not to say that we don't study. It's not to say that we don't kind of try and get as clued up and, uh, and, and knowledgeable as we can on, on, on certain things. It's not to say that we don't learn. Absolutely, we are. But what these verses are calling us to is not to lean on our own understanding. If you lean on something, you're trusting that it's going to be able to take the weight of what you're putting against it. But we need to acknowledge that our understanding is, is finite. We need to understand that our knowledge has limits. It's not possible for us to understand everything. For us as a church, we've been going through a real season of transition and a real season of change. And, and at many points through it, I've just felt like I've really got to the end of myself. I've got to the end of my understanding. I don't really I don't know what, what's going on. This isn't how I would do things. Uh, and, and I found myself praying. Actually, I got to that point where I said, God, I don't understand, but I trust you. And then for us uh, at a time, kind of not just nationally, but globally as well, with, with what's going on in the world at the minute, how much do we truly understand? Things are changing on a on a daily basis. Uh, it's bringing many challenges that we would not have expected to face or have been expecting to face. And in these times, what questions are we struggling to answer? Don't lean on your own understanding. Essentially, what that's saying is this is don't be self-reliant. 
Now, the examples that I've just given in terms of where we've been as a church and where, what we're going through currently is uh, across, across the globe. These are perhaps more extreme examples, but it can be fairly easy to be self-reliant in the, in the day-to-day things, in the day-to-day of life. I mean, how often do we go through days where we're, we're just being informed and making decisions based entirely upon our own understanding of how things are and of how things are working out? And it's not necessarily out of some sort of deliberate disregard of God or, or looking to just not include him. I don't think it is that. I think we can just, uh, just w- without even realising, we can be self-reliant on our own understanding of things and using our own understanding to inform what we do uh, and, and to direct how we live. Again, I'm not saying that we're not meant to uh, not meant to think for ourselves, I'm not saying that we're not meant to get informed, I'm not saying that we're not meant to plan, but I heard it put like this, actually we are meant to rest our intellect upon the intellect of God. Don't lean on your own understanding, but take your understanding and lean that against God's understanding and allow God's understanding to be the one that takes the weight. But Why? Should we do that? Why should we trust in God's understanding? The Bible would give us many reasons. A couple of them would be this. In Psalm 147 verse 5, recognising where we're saying that our understanding is limited, our understanding is finite, the Psalms say this. It says, great is our God and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Not like ours. Well, how about Isaiah 55? Verses eight to nine, which says, "Great is our God, and abundant in." Uh, sorry, for was reading the other one again. So Isaiah fifty-five says, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways," declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, God is not like us. That's a good thing. His understanding is not limited in the same way that we are. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. They are higher than ours. His understanding is is infinitely greater than ours. His knowledge is infinitely more than ours. So that's why, uh, why Solomon in his Proverbs was able to say, rest your understanding upon the understanding of God. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They are much higher. You see, God is sovereign, God is wise, but he is also loving. And so in these pro- in this Proverbs, in these verses, it says, Trust in the Lord your God uh, with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Essentially what it's saying, in all your ways, know him. Work this out in relationship with him. Acknowledge what it is that he's calling you to. Acknowledge the direction that he's leading you to. Uh, seek him seek his wisdom in the situation that you're going through seek his wisdom in the day-to-day seek his understanding in the day-to-day include him involve him acknowledge him know him trusting in god isn't just about letting go and hoping it all works out actually trusting in god is an invitation to walk with him trusting in god is something that's actually worked out in the in the walking with him in the relationship with him Trust isn't worked out in isolation. Trust isn't worked out in the absence of relationships. I was thinking about this, you know, I've been on on plane journeys a few times 
I really don't understand how it works. I don't understand the science behind it. I don't understand the technology behind it. I really don't understand how it works. But in that moment when I'm on the on the plane, I'm trusting in the pilot, trusting that they understand, trusting that they have the skills and, and the ability. But when it comes to other areas of life, I wouldn't know whether to trust that pilot. I would, in terms of them flying a plane, but I wouldn't know whether to trust them in other areas of life. Maybe if I was friends with the pilot, Maybe if I had a relationship with the pilot, then I would be able to know if I could trust them in other situations. But trust is worked out in the intimacy of the day-to-day relationship as we get to know that person, as we get to understand more or get to know more of who they are, of their character, of their understanding and of their ways. When I was doing some some prep for, for today, came across a really wonderful article by by Trillian Newbell and in that she says something that I thought was so helpful because it's right that we encourage one another to trust in God it's right that we turn one another's eyes back to God when if if maybe they've started to look elsewhere but she says this she says that we don't trust God simply because someone tells us to we trust God because he is God don't trust God because I'm telling you to do it this morning don't trust God because I'm telling you to it's helpful for us to be reminded and really that's what I'm hoping to do is is just say actually turn your eyes back to him we trust God because he is God we trust God because of his nature we trust God because of his character we trust God because he is sovereign we trust God because he is wise we trust God because he is loving we trust God because his ways are not like our ways we trust God because his thoughts are not like our thoughts we trust God because his ways are higher than our ways And we get to know God, the way we get to know God is through relationship with him. The way we get to know God is through the word, it's through prayer, it's through daily abiding in him, in the power of his Holy Spirit. God is sovereign, God is wise, God is loving. And it's his love for us that means that that even means that this relationship, this day to day walk in, this abiding, uh, it, it's, it's his love for us. That means that that is even possible. It's because of God's love that Jesus came. And Jesus himself said that the only way that anyone can come to the father, the only way that anyone can, can have a relationship with the father, the only way that anyone can know the father is through him. And through his life, through his death and through his resurrection, Jesus makes a way for us to know God. And it's because of what Jesus has done for us that we can, uh, in, in all our ways, we can acknowledge God. God is sovereign. God is wise. God is loving. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts so let's trust in God with all our hearts let's not lean on our own understanding but in all things acknowledge him surely he will make our path straight not just in this season where we might be feeling like our understanding is being kind of shown up to be lacking in ever-changing daily ever-changing situations 
lots of information coming at us, lots of new challenges that we're facing where we might feel like we've reached the end of ourselves. Yes, we trust in God at this time, not because I'm telling you to, but because God is God. Because Jesus has made a way that we can walk with him, that we can know him, which means we can trust him in these in these in these crisis moments. But actually ongoing, want to build a platform and a foundation of, of, of trusting in him and leaning on his understanding and not ours in the day to day, not being self-reliant, not looking to ourselves, not depending on our own understanding. I just want to finish by reading some verses that just tell us actually what it is to be those who are loved by God. Romans 8 says this, it says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn Christ Jesus is the one who died and more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long, we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither neither life nor death, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your ways are not our ways. We thank you that your thoughts are not our thoughts. We thank you, Lord, that you are sovereign. We thank you that you are wise. We thank you that you are loving. Lord, would you help us to not be self-reliant on our own understanding of things, whether in the crisis moments or in the day-to-day, but by your, with your Spirit's help, would you help us to daily walk, not in our own understanding, but leaning upon your understanding. Forgive us for the times where we don't trust you in the way that we should and we don't turn to you when we should and we don't acknowledge you in the ways that we should. But help us to walk in a way that is wise. Help us to walk in a way where we're living with our trust on you. in you. We ask in your name. Amen. Okay. If you have any questions, uh, if you're watching this, particularly if, if you're not part of the Community Church, family but you've just connected in with us and if this has raised any questions and you'd like to talk to someone about any of this um, then please do get in touch with us if you're looking in on our website you'll find a there's a tab for our, to contact us please make use of that we are going to be heading off in just a moment uh, coming to 11 30 we're going to be connecting in on zoom we're going to have time to just share together this morning uh, what God has been saying we're going to have time to pray together but I just want to at some point maybe you won't have time now but at some point I'd just love you to to check out this new song uh, by our friend Ollie Knight from the, the City Church in Canterbury which really is all about being being those who, who trust in the name of Jesus if you're on the website then it, it follows the video underneath uh, this one and if you're checking in through our YouTube page I'll put a link to it in the description below but please do take some time to to listen to that and just have some time to reflect upon it 
and maybe think about how you can respond to that. Take care, God bless, and we hope to see you soon. Come back next week. Uh, we hope that you can join us then. Bye-bye.